So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. What's up, everybody? It's a bunch of breaking news. Back breaking news. Pick you up Drop you on your knee. What's up, everybody? It is Sports Keto Wrestling. If you're watching on demand or live, get in the comments below. Share the link so you don't stink. Get a thumbs up on that video just like you would if you were Jim Duggan, all right? Because we got a lot to talk about today. An update on the Jimmy Uso situation following a second DUI arrest. What is his standing currently in WWE? What happened with him in this situation? What is the latest on it? And how can it affect the current storylines we're seeing on WWE SmackDown, the most watched show in professional wrestling? Plus, WWE made an, a major announcement tonight. Another big pop culture move by WWE outside of the wrestling bubble. They're going to be doing wrestling matches at one of the biggest hip-hop music festivals in the world? Yeah, we'll talk about that. And professional football will be rocked yet again by the XFL, except you'll have to wait a little bit longer. The Rocks Pro Football League, the XFL, this is the Rocks League, was supposed to come back in 2022, but it's going to come back a little bit later. We're covering this more and your comments on today's Sports Keto Wrestling Top Story of the Day. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Watch out. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. What's going on? Uh, how, you, how you doing, Jose G? How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Kev. How you doing, bud? Uh, busy, busy day. Lot to cover here. Lot to get. Very busy day. Uh, if you guys are checking out this video, thank you so, so much. If you haven't done already, go ahead and subscribe to the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel where we have a lot of our content, including an exclusive interview this week, a two-parter with Tommaso Ciampa. I want to see the NXT faithful prove uh, that you that that you back up what you say and check out this interview. I'm testing you a little bit. I'm, t- I'm testing you. I'm, I'm going to say a little, little bit to test there. Uh, so plenty to cover. We also have AEW is going to be in arena tonight in Miami, Florida. Uh, we will have we will have boots on the ground with Rico El Royoso. We'll be That's on, right. on hand for that. He'll be covering that. So a lot to get into. Let's get into our top stories of the day at sportskeeter.com. Jimmy Uso. Unfortunate situation. I do a breaking news video about that. This kind of ate up our afternoon yesterday. Yeah. And it developed midday. Jimmy was arrested on a DUI charge late Monday night around 10.35 p.m. He was driving a 50 miles per hour in a 35-mile-per-hour speed zone, and his blood alcohol content was 0. 0.205. Uh, the legal limit is 0. 0.8 in the state of Florida where he was arrested. It, really, it is, yeah. Uh, this is unfortunate. This is his second arrest for a DUI. The first time he was arrested, he was not... Uh, he was charged, but it w- he was not convicted on that charge. 
Uh, that same year, he was in what some people believe was an alcohol-influenced confrontation with police in 2019, separately in Detroit, Michigan, while on the road with WWE. Now, WWE, uh, I, there, there was some reprimand for that, uh, but you know they were, yeah, you know, the Usos were still kept on television. And uh, and he also suffered a knee injury, was on the shelf for a better part of last year during the pandemic, and now came back to WWE in a big, big way and is a prominent part of the top storyline on Friday Night SmackDown, the most watched show in pro wrestling where he's playing a secondary hand to the top character in all of wrestling. Now, he was beat up last week on television uh, severely by Roman's new uh, challenger for his, ch- his championship edge so you could say that he won't be there maybe who knows i mean right now uh there are some reports coming uh out from the wrestling observer himself dave Meltzer, um from that as of right now or actually as of last night as a tuesday evening there hasn't been any actual fallout from wwe uh on the uso on, on this whole jimmy uso situation um but it is noted uh, that there is some decisions, whatever they may be, and it's going to be handled before Friday. Uh, so who knows what's going to happen? Maybe, maybe nothing will happen. You know, the, the last time we thought something might happen, nothing happened. A matter of fact, they put the titles on them. Uh, so you know, we, we got to take all this stuff that comes out from you know from the internet uh, with a little grain of salt. But it is worth noting that the last time that this happened, yeah, it got a lot of media attention. But nothing really came out of it. Um. Yeah, it's 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 all it's all a depressing story. I mean, it I, is. I, I, it I, think, is. I think that's the main part. I I saw a lot of people with different comments uh, on our various different postings about this, and a lot of people say he needs to be fired and, and get rid of him. And you know what's funny? I saw a, a video earlier today on YouTube. Jimmy Uso fired, confirmed, and I'm like. Where is this guy getting this from? No. Like, like people out there just want to wish ill will to somebody. Listen, I don't wish anybody to get to lose their job. But at the same time, you are a grown man capable of making certain decisions. I mean, there, there's, there's going to be there has to be some accountability for this. There, there has to be now that this is the second time. This is a. This is a multiple infraction in WWE standards, you know? So what do you think will come out of this? What If you were handling this situation, how would you handle this? I, I would I would think some form of, uh, you know, rehabilitation is going to be needed. Mandatory. And, and, and maybe you being involved in WWE for the active future isn't something we have to focus on. You know, does that mean he's out of the company? I don't know. Uh, I don't know where he stands in terms of the wellness policy. There's the, st- the three strikes and you're out, right? Uh, but people said there's there's floating scales with that in terms of the circumstances in which you do it. So uh, it's it's way up there. Uh, and there's other people who've had these issues, mm-hmm. you know, in, in wrestling, and a lot of your favorites have had them and have dealt with them. Uh, I, I honestly, I'm relieved in some way that no one was hurt. I think that's my biggest takeaway from this is that he didn't get hurt. He didn't cause any uh, yeah. any damage to anybody else or any cause any injury to anybody else. So I'm, that actually makes me very happy that nothing serious happened out of this. And we could we could speculate on and on about what needs to happen. And this, da, 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 da. I I think it's kind of 
I don't want to say it's not a story we need to go further into, but it, what else is there to talk about? Like it's it's all out there on the surface. This this story is completely exposed from the get go. Uh, I'm surprised there hasn't been a response from WWE, but also they have to respond in a legal way. They can't just react and then boom, you're out. You know, they they did that once with Emma when there was some type of legal issue when shoplifting or something like that, and she explained no, they they didn't scan some item when I left a store and. You know, she was fired and then hired back in a day. And, you know, I, that that's a little bit of a weird, more light, like lighter, you know, issue. This is much more serious. Um, so I, I would hope that uh, whatever help he can get, he gets it and he needs it. Uh, if, if this is indeed true uh, and anything that he's accused of can be clean from the slate and he can still be the performer he's, he's capable of being. I mean, obviously, you're talking about the Usos. They're one of the greatest mm-hmm. tag teams. Uh, of our generation, and you cannot argue that. Sorry, guys, if you've been drinking the the AEW Kool Aid, they are still one of the greatest tag teams of our generation, they and are. and hopefully they'll be able to prove that uh, in the future. Here, let's move on to other positive wrestling yes, news. Let's get into some good news here, man. Yes, WWE pulled quite the maneuver, as Vince McMahon would say. What a maneuver! Uh, announcing today that an upcoming SmackDown which will air uh, partially in Cleveland, Ohio, and then partially tonight in the same city where AEW is returning to live fans. It'll be an interesting broadcast for them. And they will be broadcasting a split broadcast. So part of Friday Night SmackDown in a few weeks will be from the Rolling Loud Hip Hop Music Festival and in Cleveland, Ohio. Now, uh, already I've seen uh, people like our very own Rick Uccino, a, a, a proud Ohioan, uh, and I believe I'm saying that right. Sandagan, 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 Um, say that there could be an issue with this. Could we have the same problem that AEW had a while back, where they did blood and guts, and there was only one match because they could they, they had to do the retrofitted thing? Are we gonna have a WrestleMania two situation where part of the show is here, and then everyone has to watch something on a screen? Um, I'm of the thought that the crowd in Cleveland's gonna get a lot of fun stuff. And the crowd at Rolling Loud is going to get a handful of cool matches. And I don't think the people in Cleveland have much to worry about. Maybe the people in, people at Rolling Loud are going to get one or two cool matches. It's going to be a cool, fun thing that is uh, a side attraction to the music that people are going there to see. Uh, that is the way wrestling has been used at music festivals. That is the way wrestling uh, NXT specifically was used at the Download mm-hmm. Festival a few years ago. Yep. And the UK, uh, that is the way WWE has been used on other rock festivals, specifically with the NXT brand. I am very, very surprised that uh, that WWE is doing this now. I thought they would kind of wait until they would do different things like this. But I will say this. It's a very, very clever move by WWE. Uh, This is a very big music festival rolling loud in terms of hip hop rap music. This is this is the top festival. Until you talk about Lollapalooza, which is kind of like a catch-all of alternative music and pop and and hip hop together, uh, but this one is very, very much a pointed focus by WWE to say that we want to go into the hip hop world, we want to reach young Black America, and we want to do something cool and different that we haven't done before. I, I think this is a cool move. I could see the people in Cleveland saying, "Like, all right, what are we going to lose now? If we're buying tickets for this show," uh, but can't deny the cool factor of this. I feel like this is a win-win situation, uh, not only for WWE, but for the fans, because I think uh, 
since WWE took that leap and putting and putting on this split broadcast from Miami and Ohio, just think about this. The headliners for Rolling Loud is going to be Travis Scott, Post Malone, ASAP Rocky. I mean, this is a star-studded music festival. And you know, oh, you know, yeah. when they do that festival, some of those big names are going to be involved in something. Like Maybe. they're going to exactly, or, or at least a cameo. They're going to try and do something there. Uh, what names are going to be sent there is going to be interesting. Like what exactly. names get sent to do that? Uh, and this drops around what time? August? What would that be? That what's the date on that? July twenty-third. All right, so that puts them like a month In out. A few weeks, a few weeks, three puts weeks away. Mo- it puts them a month out from SummerSlam too. So mm-hmm. uh, this is just—it's a very interesting move. I hope WWE does more of this. I would love. I do too. I would love if if I if I went to Lollapalooza, which is going to be in Chicago. I know that's the second time I brought it up. Huge festival, big big names are on it. Miley Cyrus is on it. The Foo Fighters are on it. If they have enough space there where they could do a giant tent with a couple thousand people in it. And you go there and sideshow WWE SmackDown. Come and watch it. We're doing a show at 5 p.m. You don't want to watch the second to last man. There's so many different things at music festivals. I think this is a bigger deal. I think WWE should continue to do this with NXT, specifically in the hard rock festivals, where that brand kind of lines up more with that audience. SmackDown is a widespread band. You're gonna play the top 40 stuff. That is what hip hop is right now. This is a smart, cool move. Tom Whitehouse saying spe- specifically of the hip hop connection to WWE. What? No bad, no bad Bonnie. No bad Bonnie. <laughs> Listen, I think that this is a, a very, very smart move. But when you bring up Bad Bunny, you bring up artists like Snoop Dogg. You're talking about Cardi B doing the theme music now, using her song for SummerSlam. Uh, I think this is this is in their arsenal and for them to really make that comeback into pop culture. And what a way to do it with a Rolling Loud uh, music hip hop festival. I think this is a great move. I think this is going to be unique. I would like to see if maybe there's some type of promo situation where you have one superstar doing a promo from Ohio to another person in Miami, kind of have a back and forth situation. I don't know. I think this will be interesting. This will be really cool to see. And also what talents are utilized at the festival will be interesting as well. Who does WWE think will play to that audience? Because it's you got to serve, serve that audience. That is an audience that's paying a lot of money already to go see something else. Now you're going to you're going to leave the crowd. You're going to leave the vibe right to go into this other club within the club. Right. And you got to catch with them. You got you got to be able to deliver them something special. In the graphic and announcement of this, they noted they they had a picture of Bianca Belair right there. So I wouldn't be surprised if she's utilized for this role. I think she would she would really hit with a hip hop audience. This is my take. I've heard, I've talked to a lot of fans, so I I could see the the Venn diagram. The Street Profits and Bianca Belair. Oh yeah, why, why not, man? And if you're playing to a young African American crowd, this is this, these are the acts that I think that would appeal to them. Uh, and, and would, would have an interest in them. Representation is important. I think people seeing that would be important. Uh, j- no different than, you know, when WWE is going to go to Dublin, they have that canceled show with the pandemic. Me as an Irish guy, I love the idea that they're going to run Ireland. Yeah, you got to have Finn Balor on that card. And I, you know what I mean? Like, you got to have Finn Balor on that card. Throw Seamus on there. You got to have you got to have him on there. If you're doing those shows for that specific type of audience, um, play to them. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, like you have those stars that represent that audience. People love to see themselves represented. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, uh, Safet saying you need the 18 to 49 demo. Yeah, this is a youth move by WWE for sure. It's worth noting SmackDown does very, very well with that 18 to 34 demo. 
uh, on on Friday nights on network television too. They do fairly well. Uh, I wouldn't say they're always the top show. They've been fighting the NBA playoffs, but outside of playoffs, they're kind of it. You know, and that's network television. They're doing pretty well with that here. Luke Bridge says, "Sup, Jose? Let's go." Roman entrance is going to blow out the out the loud show. Yeah, if Roman comes out of the show, they're gonna love Roman. Like if yeah. Roman comes out of the Rolling Loud Festival and he's just ice cold and he and he just does all of his mean, ruthless stuff, they're gonna love him in front of that crowd. They're gonna absolutely quick, love that guy. Quick side note before we move on to our last story. Happy NWO 25th anniversary day, Kurowski. This 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 stream is brought to you paid advertisements of the NWO. I remember those. Those are so much fun. I want, I want everyone watching right now to drop in your two sweets in the comments right now to show your love for the NWO twenty-fifth anniversary. Sweet. Uh now let me ask you this. NWO. Uh that happened uh 25 almost 25 years ago this week. More than July, that. July 7th, 1996. 1996. Where were you when that big turn happened? It was Bash at the Beach. And uh, the, the scenario is Scott Scott Hall, Kevin Nash are the outsiders, and they're in, they've been invading WCW for weeks, and they take on the team of Lex Luger. I believe it was Macho Man, Sting, and Lex Luger. Sting uh, was not clearly on what side. He was sick of WCW crap, right? And you had Macho Man and Lex Luger wearing Sting's makeup to try and motivate Sting to be on Team WCW. And uh, Hall and Asher out there. And who's the third man? Who's the third man with the Outsiders? They say they have a third man. And WCW's on the ropes getting beat up. Out comes the red and yellow Hulk Hogan brother. And Bobby Heenan says, he's the third man. He's going to save the day. And then out of nowhere, he hits Macho Man Randy Savage. With, with a, a big leg, old drop. leg drop. I love when they did the leg drop because it was so simple. Because he got in the ring, he got to he just got to like take in the moment for a second, not just like shove somebody or something like that. He got to attack somebody, and that crowd, boom. It was like hated boom. like they were already hot. <sighs> they were <sighs> people threw stuff in the ring. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This trash represent all these people, brother. When he, when he, ah. he, 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 he was completely, totally different. Uh, and uh, Sane Jeffrey saying greatest heel turn of all time. Uh, and uh, people noting that Sting was originally pitched as the uh, the the third man. I've I've heard that story before. Uh, and and how it was a hard case to sell. Hulk Hogan has been you know pushing his vitamins and say your prayers and. Real American hero, red and yellow, right? And now I'm a bad guy. <laughs> you know, like that was a hard sell for Eric Bischoff to cover there. Uh, definitely interesting, man. And and definitely, um, you know, one of those seismic shifts in wrestling. Absolutely. I mean, you can't uh, talk about what they did for the business, you know, 20, you know, tw over 20 years ago uh, without that. You know, the business wouldn't be what it is today without that move right there. I remember being 13 years old in Puerto Rico, watching this on cable TV with my grandfather. May he rest in peace. And we were both just dumbfounded. I'm here looking at Hogan. My mouth, my jaw is all the way on the ground. And my grandfather is laughing. <laughs> like he's just enjoying what he's watching right now. 
But uh, but yeah, NWO pivotal part of the Monday Night Wars. Uh, you know, they help the ratings and WCW beat WWE for several, several weeks uh, until WWE bought them out. And that's the end of that. That's the end of that. Will you like it or not, Marks? <laughs> well, let's jump into our last story here, man, because this last story involves one Dwayne The Rock Johnson and the XFL, man. So we know that the XFL has been uh, back now for a little over a year. Uh, they haven't had their relaunch since, you know, since COVID and all that stuff. But we also know that The Rock is part owner of XFL along with his ex-wife and current manager, Danny Garcia, uh, as part of Redbird Capital Partners. And they purchased uh, XFL last year, but they today announced that the relaunch was supposed to happen next year, 2022, will now take place in 2023. Uh, it looks like this is going to be, that this has to be, uh, you know, from what happened during the, the pandemic. Uh, but, yeah, from right now, that's that that's the news is that they've been postponed to 2023. I, for one, I'm a fan of the XFL. I absolutely like the 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 difference uh, of did these. Did you enjoy guys. the that very short lived reboot that they? Had? I did, I did, and I got behind my Tampa team, man, and I in the Tampa Bay Vipers, bro, and I absolutely love those guys. Uh, the second time around, the first time around was was pretty cool too. I liked it. But you, uh, you liked the XFL the first time, absolutely, bro. Anything that vi- it was listen, pretty ridiculous, though, it was pretty ridiculous. But at the time, okay, this is like 20 years ago. At the time, I'm looking at this and I'm like, what Vince McMahon doing football, wrestling, and football? Sign me up, yeah. When you're 13, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I got like <laughs> you know, but this new version that they did. What was it like about two years ago? Yeah. Was pretty good. They did a they did a pretty good job with it. And it was uh, straight. It was straight up. It was the, it was the idea. Yeah. Of, you know the they the, didn't have the locker room. They didn't have the locker no, room shots they, or they interviews or anything. They like didn't that. go. They didn't go with the cheerleaders and all the ridiculous. But they did do the sideline interviews though. Like you, you would sure. see like the no, but it wasn't any type of sideline interview. Like if there was guys stretching and laying down, the correspondent would be laying down on the ground with him. He'd be like, "So tell me about that last play that you just made." And <laughs> While at the sidelines, laying down and stretching. So it's, you know, it's for who likes it. You know, everybody's got it. It's just, it's, it's such an undertaking, you know, to say like, we're going to run a league. Uh, and there, there's so many players. Then you got to lock in. You have to do all the re- re- the recruiting again. You have to do everything, all the footwork and logistics of hammering down these venues. And also like this, this last XFL, there was a lot of work put into just doing that one season. There was a lot of legal issues that WWE had to deal with that. They had Oliver Luck come over, a major executive from the NFL, and there's a legal issue between him and the and and officials with, with the company. There was uh, talk of whether or not WWE resources were used to work on the secondary league. They were to some degree, but they were hired out basically. So there's a lot of you know cross blending, cross pollination there naturally, and they're supposed to be separate, and um, it's a whole thing. Uh, it's another sign of just how much Vince McMahon wants to do something. He has his mind set on it. He's going to go out and do it as a promoter. Now you bring in uh, Rock, and I believe it isn't. Is it complete ownership? Do they completely own it? No, no. It's it's a split ownership between Danny and and Dwayne Johnson and, and this reading in the Redbird Capital Group. 
Correct. And the Redbird Capital Group. But they were supposed to have. And one of the main reasons that they aren't able to launch in 2022, because they were supposed to have a partnership or collaboration with the Canadian Football League. But looks like that's not happening, which is why another reason why it got postponed to 2023. Yeah, I mean, if they could lock down some type of collaboration with the CFL, that would be a very, very big thing for them. And it would be a huge sign of just how much this league can, me- can mean. Uh, another part of the XFL in the, uh, in the past was they were coming out at the same time as another secondary football league called the Alliance for American Football, whose entire existence was predicated <laughs> on the idea of getting bought by the NFL as an expansion league. Uh, and like here, here's our like basically a triple A football is what they wanted to be. Uh, and that didn't happen. And that league folded very, very quickly. So I don't think is, they even had their first game, right? They only, uh, they no, no, they had games, but they never got to the playoff stage. They, they uh, never got okay. as far as the playoffs. Yeah. Playoffs. They just kind of evaporated. They just evaporated out of nowhere. Yeah. And that was led uh, by Dick Ebersol's son, uh, who did the big scene, heavily seen, heavily watched uh, ESPN documentary that covered the original XFL. So it's very intriguing that he is the guy that wanted to go and put this big funding together for this other league. And then Vince McMahon at the same time does that documentary says, Oh, what about football again? And they get back in the football game. And now here we are. The pandemic, I think was the major reason why this second version of the XFL didn't continue, which makes complete sense. Uh, So here we are, you know, uh, pushing it back a year. We'll see what happens. Uh, it is his hand down further down the road. Yeah. I mean, this is the move that rock is making now as he kind of moves into this kind of producer role of his life. So we'll see what happens and what role WWE plays in marketing this league. You know, it's worth noting. There was not a lot of XFL marketing on WWE television. The second time around, they truly tried to keep this as a separate thing. Uh, but here's the thing. I, at this time frame, there's more than enough streaming platforms that need sports content. They're going to want sports content because it's live. And you can, when you watch live sports, you're going to watch live advertising. So that's <clears> why, <throat> that's, yeah, yes, Peacock. This will be a Peacock project. Peacock has lacrosse. They have some more things. That soccer. Are out of, uh, there's a ton of, <laughs> ton of made. There's a ton of big, big soccer games on there from specifically from the European clubs. So this is, uh, it makes sense. You know, and this is football out of the NFL season. That's the idea. Uh, and we'll see what they can get from this. A lot going on tonight. AEW will be in front of live fans. The Road Rager down in Miami, Florida. Our very own Rico will be on hand. Keep an eye on our social media feeds. We have exclusives from the arena there. And we will be live following AEW Road Rager. We'll also be coming last night's NXT Great American Bash. Does it have to have the most viewers to be the best show? No, it does not. All right. I, and uh, there was a lot of very, very exciting stuff on that, including Tegan Knox's big return. We'll cover oh, that yeah. all tonight, live here or on demand when you get it, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern on our YouTube channel and our Facebook page. That's right. And you're and, and you forgot to tell everyone that you're filling in for Rico because Rico's down in Miami. Yes, so I will be with you guys later on live tonight. You get a uh, double dose of JK. Let's let yes, let's prove. Let's prove something to people tonight. What are we proving? Right. What are we proving? We're we're proving that it, it doesn't have to be the most top trending show in wrestling 
for for the audience of these shows to get behind them yet again. If you're an AEW fan, get on screen with us and sound off. Get your comments on screen. If you're an NXT fan, get on screen and sound off and let us know what you think tonight. All right, we will be live. You'll see the link. Set the reminder for yourself and uh, kind of make us your little uh, your late night snack after you watch some AEW for you. All right, thank you guys so much for supporting the show. I'm busy doing the comedy thing. I have some shows coming up, including Rockford, Illinois. I'm at the D2 Brewing Company coming up here on July 23rd. That is really, really exciting, so I'll be doing that. And uh, obviously, you're busy as well, Rico. Where can they follow you? Well, we got uh, weekends of wrestling. Actually, we're taking a week off this week, but you guys can catch me every Reason, single reasonable. day. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking we're taking a week a week off today. Uh, but uh, you can catch me every single day here on Sports Keto Wrestling every afternoon here at six oh five ish p.m. With Kevin Kellum and I cover the top stories of the day. Uh, plus, you can catch me every single day on the news roundup videos here on YouTube and on Facebook every single day as well, covering all the topics you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. Definitely. We will be back later on tonight. Once again, catch it on demand live whenever you want. And remember, support the channel. Subscribe to the channel. The March to 20K is on. Some special content coming your way from Money in the Bank. We all have some very, very special additional things for you guys that week. One of the biggest shows. Live fans are back in the Thunder Zone, baby. All right, we're going to cover it all. Thank you guys so much for supporting the channel. Remember, when watching wrestling, do the most important thing, which is this. Enjoy wrestling. Too sweet. Too sweet. NWO. <laughs>